Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. the silly lists that get made up best all time worst all time whatever mlb network put one out yesterday on social media a graphic was labeled 10 hitters with the best speed power combo and among the names on there out of these 10 was jack suinski good morning to you Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Braves 6, Pirates 5, miscommunication, misplay, whatever you want to call it in the eighth inning, hands Atlanta another late result. And I don't know, you know, the outcomes here just aren't going to be of great interest to me unless there's something that's directly related to the future impacting that outcome. As it was, Kebrian Hayes went three for five with another homer. Kutch went two for five and Quinn Priester didn't pitch well again. Colin Selby made his big league debut. He did pitch well in relief, one and two-third clean innings. Whatever, whatever. Jack went 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. Jack matters like a lot. And Jack does not belong on any list that includes names such as Ronald Acuna Jr., Corbin Carroll, Mike Trout, Luis Robert, Julio Rodriguez, Fernando Tatis, and Randy Arozarena. It, it's crazy. It's crazy that these things happen, but they do. And Jack is a classic case, I think, of a polarizing player to analyze in part because he profiles so much as the 2023 prototype of all or nothing. He either hits a home run, he strikes out, or he walks. Well, what happens when Jack stops hitting home runs? Jack stops hitting. I mean, yeah, he's got the 21 home runs. You would not want those erased from his ledger. You would not want those erased from the team's output. Home runs do matter a lot. But since the All-Star break, Jack is 8 
for 65. I'm going to repeat that for you. He has eight hits in 65 official at-bats. That is a 123 average. And since he's walked only six times, he's got a 219 on base percentage. And oh, by the way, only two home runs. Now, it sounds unfair to say only two home runs next to anybody's name, but it isn't in this context. Because one-fourth of Jack's hits are home runs. and They are here, too. Two out of eight. He's struck out 28 times. And last night, despite being dropped in the order and away from that insanity, whatever it was that Derek Shelton was trying to do to have him leading off, he went over three with three Ks. Now, I know what the solution is here. I also know that the solution isn't forthcoming. and You know what I'm going to say. He needs a hitting coach. This team needs a hitting coach. This organization can't proceed in any respectable manner while watching their hitters come up and do really good, fun things for a while and then fall apart and then very rarely be able to dig themselves out of deep, dark holes. And I said this about Jack about a month ago, right here on this show. I said that as much as I like what we've seen of him, through the first half because, again, the home runs are outweighed. They really are. They're a big deal. They're not to be diminished. Jack is always seemingly right around the corner from his next month-long, oh, my God, we're going to have to send him back down slump. And that's not okay. That is not something that should be acceptable to any team, anywhere, least of all one that's got the resources financially that the Pirates do. They absolutely unequivocally have to make the most of the talent that they've got, whether that's hitting or pitching. And they absolutely unequivocally do not do anything of the kind. Do you feel, I'm asking you, that Suwinski is a better hitter than he was last year? That was a question that I brought up here a month ago. My own answer was, and this was not as easy to say at that time as it is now, Jack is better only in the sense that he has more home runs and only in the sense that he has more home runs because he has more plate appearances. That's it. That's it. Nothing else about Jack has improved. I thought I saw signs, particularly in April, that he was able to do things at the plate that he hadn't been doing. And to Jack's credit, he had done plenty of work over the offseason to reach that stage. What's happened since then? I don't know. What's happened since then? Andy Haynes doesn't know. What would I do with Jack right now if I were the GM? Well, if I were the GM, the first thing I would do with Jack is get him a new hitting coach. Beyond that, honestly, you know, we can all say, well, he needs to go back to Indy to find this or find that. Really? Does he? Is that what's going to happen here every time? 
a hitter or pitcher struggles, it's not on us. Send him back to Indy. Let him learn his lesson. Let him figure it out down there, away from us. That's the impression that I get with every one of those backward step type moves. Rowanzi Contreras, Luis Ortiz, obviously those reflect on Oscar Marine. They're not alone. Rodolfo Castro, Nick Gonzalez, we saw them do things well early on, and then, and where do they go? They go right back down. We can't figure them out. It's their problem. Somebody else's issue. Go ahead. Go ahead and try that with a kid who's got 21 home runs and is still somehow popping up onto lists like this. And watch the notoriety that comes with a decision like that from the baseball world. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone and... You do the rest. It's a ton of fun. It's a great meal. And it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Today's J1Q comes from Eric, who says, DK, Henry Davis failing to catch that pop fly was one of the most disappointing plays I've seen in a long time. Is it fair to hope that your number one overall pick has enough cockiness to take charge there, or am I being greedy? Eric, I don't think it's either one. Henry doesn't lack cockiness or confidence or whatever. You don't get to be a number one overall pick in any sport while lacking some sense of inward faith, you know, he, he believes in who he is and what he can do. But here again, I'm going to reiterate it. I've got a moratorium, a personal moratorium, not for everybody else, but just for me about Henry in right field. He can commit all the bleeping errors he wants. He can drop the ball, he can overrun it, he can throw to the wrong base, he can have a Jose Canseco moment where it bounces off his head and goes over the Clemente wall for a home run. And I'm not blaming him one bit because he is not an outfielder 
because he has never been trained to be an outfielder. He's never gotten anywhere near enough outfield reps to be judged in any capacity at that position. Want to know whose fault that is? Hint, it ain't Henry's. Eric, you know whose fault it is. You know who didn't give him the proper plan going into this season. And then once it got deeper into the minor league summer, it was like, well, we're really insisting on Henry continuing to be a catcher, putting up this pretense, while at the same time playing him two, three days a week behind the plate, but a couple days in the outfield. And then, oh, by the way, hey, Henry, you're here. Oh, cool. Hey, Grab an outfield mitt. You're going to be an outfielder for the rest of the year. Okay. I mean, what did anyone think was going to happen here? What what was anyone from Ben Charrington on down in baseball ops having go through their heads to see this as being okay? He should have been, and you can rewind the tape because I said it back in spring training, Henry should have been a right fielder in Bradenton, all 30 Grapefruit League games, all the way through the minors, and then he would arrive when his bat was ready. Not because of positional needs, but rather because this team, very clearly, this management team, does not believe that he can catch. They can say whatever they want, but they don't believe it. They might be wrong but they don't believe it, and as such, they owed it to Henry, and they owed it to their major league lineup to get him here in a way that was going to be the smartest and safest for all concerned. If they were going to do extra catching with Henry, they could have done it on the side. They're still doing it on the side. Nothing would have stopped that. But if they'd already ponied up $5 million for Austin Hedges, if they'd already taken a liking to Jason DeLay as a potential backup, and they already felt that Andy Rodriguez would be a lot better fit as a big league catcher, then what were they doing? What were they doing? The whole thing reeked of indecision and lack of assertiveness, and you know what else? A lack of confidence. Kind of like that pop-up. I appreciate the question, Eric. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.